Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Mark Jacobs. Mark, you are the uh, the founding partner of ScaleWorks. And ScaleWorks is found on the web at scaleworks.co. And that's works is W-E-R-K-S dot C-O. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, great to be with you. And man, I'll tell you what, I love your energy. It's infective. It's infectious. Well, well thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So ScaleWorks, um, I, I love the... Um, what what you do because it uh you know when you explained who you serve i'm like well that's well yes that audience should have an accelerator that they could use but i'll let you kind of give us a high level overview of what scaleworks is yeah sure so uh at its essence what we do is we say look you know there is no reason for a midlife company to get disintermediated because of technology shifts or ecosystem shifts. The challenge is that most of us have been so busy running our business that we've become industry specialists and we don't begin, we don't have the tools to, to see what's happening around us. And we've developed a protocol that allows the midlife company to take a good solid look at where it sits in the world Mm -hmm. and ask the question, what can we do to accelerate our growth and why can't we scale? And um, we have we, we work through two groups. Uh, ScaleWorks uh, itself is an accelerator for midlife companies that run up to about $50 million in revenues. Mm-hmm. And then we're delighted to announce a relationship that we've created with Forte One in Chicago, who has a longstanding 20-year reputation of working with family offices and other private equity and larger family or privately held firms working them to growth. And when they recognized what they were doing, we were doing, they said, Hey, well, why should we stop at growth? Let's talk about scale. Mm. And so we're beginning to work in that market now for the first time, which is very exciting. Yeah. What types of companies would be appropriate for ScaleWorks? Um, Well, first of all, the best way to answer that is if people want to stop by the website and take the assessment, they can do mm. that. And then we can speak to whether or not your company would be right for scaling. Cause we, we need to look at a company from two perspectives. First of all, where does it really fit in the world? And if it's selling a commodity and has no chance of doing anything other than commodity processing, probably we aren't the right organization to help. But if it has some unique value to its audience and it just hasn't figured out how to leverage that unique value or identify it, then the next level that we want to look at is what's the leadership team's capacity to think differently? And that's what the assessment is about, is where are you located in the world and can the leadership team think differently? Because what happens is with the right team and the right um, uh, place in the world, we can see, we, we tend to see companies double and triple in revenue in the first year. And then yeah. their EBITDA starts increasing at a more rapid rate than their revenue increase. And that's to us the real magic of scaling. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, one thing that um, I think is, is well known is, you know, to get to 
you know, let's say just kind of use some numbers. We'll use just metric, uh, you know, annual gross sales or something like that. You know, to get to seven figures as a company, it requires a certain skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, to that that next level, uh, it's it's different, right? It's 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 a different type. Now it's you know more of an organization. It's you know now we're starting to you know kind of model more of a corporate structure, at least more of an I don't want to say enterprise structure, but you know just things get a lot more structured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you know when you're early early stage. You know, you could just pretty much do about anything you want and you can move very nimbly and and you lose some of that, you know, as you get as you get larger. Well, what first of all, your observation is absolutely correct. And what we've done is to make it simple to speak to that uh, migration from uh, working harder, which is the stage where you're nimble and you're trying a lot of things. And maybe some of the customers you bring in, you, you keep them because they're loyal to you or you think they are, but they've been with you forever and they may be your lower margin customers, but yet they're your baseline customers and they may distract you from what your real mission could be for fear of losing them Mm -hmm. to what is the, how do we make our day better for ourselves? So we get into some process thinking and teams and how do we then learn to collaborate inside the organization? And of course, that super energetic entrepreneur, his first thing is, no, 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 you don't understand. This is my vision. This is how we're going to run this place. And so everybody's listening and, and revering that person. And it gets to the point where that person needs to listen to and revere the fact that he's grown a team up around him, many of whom may be more capable than he is or she is in certain areas. And, you know, they should celebrate that. And that should be worked through in a process, in a, in a collaboration environment where people understand where decision rights fall. And then from there, it begins to think, we begin to think about, well, how do we really look at our market? And it's not about marketing anymore. It's about strategic thinking and the market systems support that strategic thinking. And eventually we can get to scale. Now, what we find is you're absolutely right. Certain people are built to be entrepreneurs and they have a really hard time making that transition. Other people are built to be great um, uh, commanders of small platoons and they have a really hard time moving to the next level, which is there are multiple platoons. And then the last group is some are just wonderful at running a more bureaucratic, if you will, only speaking to size, not to um, clumsiness or, or lethargy, Mm -hmm. but there are those who are excellent at leading large groups of people. And we find very seldomly does the same person migrate all the way from the super high energy entrepreneur to the um, the, the, the well-seasoned executive. Yeah. But that said, the super high energy entrepreneur can have deep respect for the person who's more capable of leading the large organization. Yeah. And they all have great roles as long as they can learn to figure out who has decision rights. You know, that market, you know, when I think about, you know, our trajectory and where we're going as a company right now, I, I, I see that there's a couple ways that that I see this playing out or a few different ways I see this playing out. But one that I I just I just don't know that it's in my DNA is to run a large organization of 100 200 people. Like I that to me does it just it doesn't feel like it's in my skill set. I'm more of the evangelist, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you often see that where the founder 
again, you know, kind of like what you're talking about, recognizes, listen, I'm going to need to bring some people in that just exceed my level of skill set. Because I've also seen case studies where that's not happened and someone was completely outside their area of competence. And it was, a, it, it ended up being a nightmare. Right. Well, and it happens both ways, by the way. So, you, you know, the the willing entrepreneur who finds an executive that's really looks great on paper, mm. but the value match just isn't there. And so it ends up being more of a war of wills for a while. But I think, it, first of all, given that there um, uh, is a way for the entrepreneur to really uh, quantify who he is, and given that we can quantify who the executives are, we can find matches for one another and mm. they can speak to, it's a little bit like marriage counseling, Yeah, <laughs> but they can grow together really. And, and the, the challenge is having the right words and the temperament to speak through and the sense of urgency, not always being about what's happening at the business, but what's happening for the business. And we've seen some amazing transitions as a result of that. Yeah. Um, and entrepreneurs like yourself who are full of energy and vision and they love being with people and they hear somebody say something, they go, oh my gosh, that's something the whole world needs. Of course. Why didn't I think of that? We're going to ride with that. Let's go. Mm. That person has huge value in those organizations. And the question is, where do you place them so that they can continue to help uh, drive out a vision of the business? Mm. And and integrate into the ongoing momentum of the organization. And we found a way to do that. We, we talked about it in terms of category and what does the business really do to give its constituency a better version of themselves? And what's the entrepreneur's role in helping to continue to find what that better version is? Because we all know once you get able to you know, hit the ball the right way, the next thing is you want to hit it even better because your perspective changes and that high energy entrepreneur is always able to say, Hey, the perspective is changing. Let's, let's get ahead of it and stay ahead of it. Yeah. Um, Mark, uh, when it, 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 uh, you know, as you're working with a company and you're like, well, you know, listen, clearly you guys need a little bit more effort when it comes to sales and marketing, you, you just need to be having more conversations. Um, how do you solve that? Like what, what's the activity? And it, maybe it's just, you know, you bring in someone that specializes, you know, VP of sales and marketing and they do kind of a deep dive, but I'm wondering, you know, when it comes to scaling, what kind of activity that is, or what, it, you know, what do you do to scale up sales? Right. Well, we have several axioms inside of our protocol that we follow. And one of the axioms is it's always sales before scale. And the sales process has to be well-defined, not that it's going to be stamped and uh, run like a machine because obviously uh, sales is as much art as it is science. But the question of what is it we're selling and what's the, what, and what is our tempo pace and approach to selling and can we create a process that reflects the look and feel of the business as far as how we go to market. And so, yes, we look for the professional that gets that. And when that professional comes in, they um, are, as opposed to marketing leading sales, we ask sales to lead marketing. Hmm. And we then ask that they um, work through one of our 
partners, the Loyalty Research Center, to understand why customers are loyal to the business, why some are give you the neutral and some are, yeah, you know, great price, I'll buy it when the price is right. Mm. And what is it that really separates and, and allows us to um, segregate our, our purchase base, our client base, and how do we build the sales process to create the most loyal customers? How does marketing clearly articulate what we're learning through research and through working um, the sales process? And how does the, the journey, the customer journey, report back to the creation or finding of the most loyal customers? And what we find that if we are successful with moving from, and most customers have about, or most companies have 20 to 30% high loyalty customers, and then the rest of them spread throughout the, perspe- the, the, yeah. um, the spectrum. But if we really understand what our loyal customers um, find interesting about us, we can build a community around them. And we find that those communities end up creating more sales opportunities than um, than a, a than if our organization is built around uh, intermediate or not or mediocre customers. So the loyalty process is extremely important to our understanding how to build out uh, a community that we then use that information to build out a better and better sales process. And from the sales process, we then deliver better and better marketing materials. Yeah. Um, and so um, I see that there's like three steps, right, to working with ScaleWorks. So you've got the lab. Then you've got the accelerator and then protocol. Um, what is that like schedule, like schedule wise or calendar wise? Like what is that journey? Right. Well, the lab is a, a, is a two day intensive exercise and um, it's, we call it an epiphany lab. And the reason is because people walk out and they go, you know, I never thought about it that way. Or of course, where was I when, I should have been thinking in this direction. So they have, um, as a team, they end up having epiphanies. And we consider that a catalyst experience where we bring really capable individuals together to have a conversation around the aspirations of the, com- of the, uh, of the customers and the audience and present the model of how to scale. Then, pre- you know, assuming that the, that the lab shows that there's really some uh, opportunity for us to rethink the business, the accelerator program can last six to eight weeks where we define what is it we are going to do um, and we get the loyalty research done. Mm-hmm. We do a little deep dive into what's the technology capability of the business and we come back with a prescribed plan of attack to move the business forward, which includes forecasts and working plans. And then if the company decides that that's what they want to do and they feel like they could use some continued outside help, We'll stay with the company for, we've, you know, there are organizations we've been with for six, seven years. Wow. And um, it's just, it becomes, uh, we, we become partners in the industry. Yeah. Mark, I know the assessment is, is really the gauge of who would be appropriate for this program, but is there kind of a certain, you know, listen, if your sales are at this number, it's pro- you're probably, you know, at that level where you should absolutely take the assessment. Like what, what's that floor? Well, it's interesting. We used to say, well, if you're doing a million dollars or less, probably we can't help you. But we 
recently started working with a company that started out at less than a million dollars and they're that's not their issue anymore uh-huh. their issue is let's make sure our systems are bolted together for the growth that's mm-hmm. going on yeah. so we're delighted to talk to companies that are less than a million dollars in sales if we can have an honest conversation about what the prospects are to get to a higher level rapidly mm-hmm. Generally, though, we're looking at three to five million dollars at the ScaleWorks accelerator level, mm-hmm. and for the Forte One accelerator process, we're looking at fifty million dollars and above. Okay, great, great. All right, so Mark, your website is ScaleWorks.co. That's C uh, Scale, and then Works is spelled W E R K S dot C O. Um, and when folks go there. Um, what would you recommend? Like what, well, you've got the assessment. Uh, what, what, what do you do in the assessment? What is the assessment? It's uh, it's about 15 minutes of questions and we'll come back with um, it, it. There are three views we'll have of the business. The first one is we call it a spider graph, which says, you know, look, what's your appetite for, for the ability to change? Where do you sit in your marketplace? How do you treat your customers and what are you really doing? Do you have the insight already to scale or do we need to talk about sales before scale and what does it look like to really understand your customers better? Are you process wise or are you still working harder just trying to keep the business together? Again, none of these are, oh gosh, look how bad you're doing. It's more like, hey, you know what? Here's where you are. How cool is that? Here's where you (laughs) can be. How awesome would that be? And can we plan a journey from and to from where you are to where we think our research says those dimensions have to be effective? Then we'll speak to where your business model is and what does it look like to move from, for instance, if you're a supplier to maybe a different form of business. And then last, where are you really in the evolution of your company? And what can we expect as far as leadership transition growth, the kinds of things that the loving entrepreneur doesn't want to talk about because you know what? Everybody in his organization is fair baby. That's right. And it's cool because you guys struggle together. Mm -hmm. So we just need to know so we can speak honestly about what are people's potential and how do we get everybody so that they're in a place where they stay in love with what they're doing. Yeah. Mark Jacobs, again, scaleworks.co. You are the, uh, what was it? The the title, the founding partner, Uh, Yeah, founding partner. How about this? I'm just one of the guys to talk to. We got a lot. Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's great. Mark Jacobs, thank you so much for joining us. All right, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement. Thank you.